0: Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Hello, I'm Rachel Kelly, and you're listening to Eco Money on Money FM 89.3. Now, when you think of alternative meats, jackfruit may not be the first thing that comes to mind, but this humble fruit has been used in vegetarian and vegan dishes for years. And more recently, it's been on the rise as a meat alternative in curries or even pulled pork as a substitute. In fact, You only have to run a quick search on the internet and articles with headlines such as 18 jackfruit recipes that will make you forget all about meat will pop up. Now, one Singapore-based startup is betting big on this trend Karana has plans to take a jackfruit global starting from our little red dot and I caught up with Blair Critchin co-founder of Karana to find out more. Blair thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today.
1: Of course yeah very happy to be here and uh, to have this important conversation.
0: Good to have you with us. So let's start off, perhaps you can tell me a little bit more about Karana and the catalyst behind launching the company.
1: So Karana, we're a company that is scaling jackfruit as the next climate super crop um, and bring it to market in an interesting format, starting as a, as a mead alternative. We saw this sort of emerging need to move beyond just removing animals from our food system, which is what a lot of the conversation has been about from you know, um, plant-based meats and meat alternatives, to going a level deeper to think about how we ensure food security for the future um, and stop the destruction being wrought on soil and ecosystems from monocrop industrial agriculture. So what that means is basically, you know some of the commodity crops that we rely on, like soy and wheat, are planted um, without any other crops around in sort of fields and fields of this. And there's an over-reliance of fertilizers to make them grow. And and, and that's actually destroying the soil and has a whole load of other um, impacts on ecosystems and so on. And so the answer to us was clear that we needed to scale crops and farming systems that promote regenerative farming practices and increase biodiversity. And with jackfruit, we found that we have a climate super crop that we can scale and bring that to market in exciting formats that both our B2B customers and consumers love. And so that was really the catalyst for it, you know, for us, and, mm-hmm. and really what got us on this mission of scaling jackfruit and bringing it to market in interesting ways.
0: Maybe you can talk to us about the product, because when we talk about alternative proteins, there are various types of alternatives to meat in the market at the moment, right? From cell-based to different alternatives, such as soy and now jackfruit. How does that work? Because I know that jackfruit has been used in Asia as a vegetarian alternative for a very, very, very long time. But what are you doing that's different? Yeah, so I guess I'll answer that,
1: I guess, in in two ways, like how we're different from a jackfruit perspective and then how we're different to the kind of that market sort of overview. So I think from a jackfruit perspective, yes, I mean, it has been used in places where it's grown to great effect for a long time. Um, And, you know, there are some amazing dishes and we want to celebrate that and and promote that, but it hasn't really been scaled. In fact, actually currently 60% of jackfruit that's grown goes to waste. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. because it is so abundant, it's so high yielding, um, and it really is this amazing crop, but it's not grown as the main cash crop. So it's usually grown as a tr- as a shade or a cover crop for higher value crops like tea and spice and so on. And so, um, you know, what, what we're looking to do is like, how do we scale this and how do we um, bring it to, to market in really interesting formats that's intuitive and easy to use because whilst, you know, in, uh, jackfruit is a raw ingredient, like if you take just the fruit, it's actually quite difficult to work with in the kitchen, you have to have quite a lot of knowledge to get it into that amazing dish or product, and so that's not inherently that scalable so it's like how do we take all that work out of it and really bring it to market in an interesting format and then also think about you know, how do we scale you know, the processing of it, get the throughput up, um, how do we how do we aggregate supply? Because it's not a commodity crop. It's grown by a whole lot of smallholder farmers. Um, so, you know, you need to aggregate that supply. So there's a lot of sort of upstream work that we do around, you know, really scaling it as a crop. Um, and then sort of, I guess, the second part of that question is how do we kind of differentiate from, you know, what, what's out there in the plant-based market and, um, you know, how, how are we different? What are we doing different? I think the first thing is that we're not just another plant-based food company and, you know, using a commodity crop like soy, which, you know, soy and wheat are the two most common ingredients in plant-based meat to make another product. We're a company scaling jackfruit as the next client supercrop.
0: You mentioned briefly supply chain there. And when you say 60% is wasted, that's a phenomenal statistic. And you mentioned that it's mainly aggregating these smaller farmers. Where's your jackfruit grown?
1: We currently source from Sri Lanka, but we are uh, currently working on building out some supply chains in a couple of other markets as well. Sri Lanka has this amazing sort of tradition of agroforestry, of practicing agroforestry, which is a highly sustainable form of farming Uh, with intercrops uh, fruit and vegetables and sort of allowing there to be forest cover which is great Mm -hmm. for you know ecosystems and soil health and so what we really want to do is learn from that how can we replicate that in other markets and you know promote this method of farming and uh and and take what jack uh, what, what sri lanka has mastered sort of t- to other markets. And you know, so we, we have some pilots that are going on um, in, in other markets where we're trying to sort of promote that regenerative model.
0: And not easy to scale, I can imagine, when you're talking about that kind of agroforestry.
1: In some ways, not easy to scale, but in terms of, you know, you, it's not a commodity crop that's just on the market already and you can just buy it. And But jackfruit is incredibly high yielding. And that's part of the reason why there's so much waste because there's not enough offtake for it. The highest yielding tree crop in the world, it yields around three to four times what soil we yield on a per hectare basis. And so from that perspective, it's, it ticks a lot of boxes as a as something that can scale. But yes we have to work to aggregate that smallholder supply and bring it to market in those interesting and novel formats and that's really what we the value add that we do so we kind of say we add value anywhere from the farm gate all the way through to the consumer and value
0: i understand that you're going to be launching in supermarkets in singapore right you're going into retail so what will it look like what will i be buying off the shelf
1: so we sell b2b so into restaurants and, and food service as well as uh, what we call our industrial business. And the first product we're launching through that industrial business is with partnership with Salad Stop. Um, So, you know, think of it like an Intel inside model. It's made with Karana. And we're really excited to have those first products launching in Singapore in the next month. Um, And uh, that's a co-branded product. So, uh, and it's by Good Food People, which is one of Salad Stop's uh, new brands. And they have uh, a Kyoto, a Wellington and chorizo meatballs that they'll be uh, launching with with the Corona products. And yeah, they're absolutely delicious. I, I got to try them a couple of weeks ago and I think the Good Food People team have done an amazing job of taking our jackfruit platform and integrating it into their products.
0: And it's interesting, though. It's an interesting time for alternative meats. When you're shopping supermarket aisles, when you're going out to restaurants, there are so many alternatives available. You look at a menu now, and it's completely transformed. There is always a section where they will have some kind of alternative protein. So, from your perspective, what are some of the key trends that you're looking at? Frankly,
1: consumers don't want to just eat a burger every single day, and that's you know that, that I guess some of the market leaders. That's what they came to market with, and. Um, and and I, I'm a believer that a rising tide lifts all boats. And ultimately, we're going after a $1.3 trillion meat industry. So there's, there is room for multiple players. I do think there are a lot of Me Too products, and that's bad. It doesn't give consumers the choice they want. And also, um, from a consumer perspective, we see some pushback against products with long ingredient lists, Um, You know, they they contain allergens, soy and wheat, two of the most common allergens out there. All that they feel are overly processed. And um, we're kind of quite well positioned to respond to that because we celebrate our super ingredient jackfruit. And that enables us to offer a clean label product with a short ingredient list. Um, that uh, is good for our health, good for the planet, and most importantly, unbelievably meaty and delicious and gives the consumer a great experience as well. Um, So I think, you know, that's that's one of the trends we see. Um, You know, beyond that, I I also see, you know, selling into food service, from an operator perspective, we see a lot more demand for value-added products. And since covid uh, in the hospitality industry, labor shortage has been a real issue, and that's in Singapore and globally. And um, so restaurants and others in the industry are looking for products that will be easier operationally. Um, so things like, you know, some of the products that we have launched in the last year, like a chorito crumble, the gyoza a meatball, patties, that, uh, you know, they don't have to create something from scratch like buying our ground meat but it's more of a a developed product already. Um, And so that's, you know, something that we're focusing on a lot more.
0: Okay. So you're going to be expanding into retail in Singapore. I also understand that you're expanding in New York. Talk to me about where you are on the business front. You're currently fundraising, you're growing, what's happening?
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're uh, all of the above. Um, Our kind of our focus at the moment is growing that uh, the value-added range of products that I they talked about, as well as continue to work on the upstream side of things in terms of scaling the jackfruit and the processes behind that and the regenerative farming side of things. And then uh, we really see an opportunity to grow our industrial business as well. So, you know, where we offer our jackfruit platform to other companies, like you just said, you know, launching into new markets. You asked whether we're fundraising, we will be later this year looking to raise our series A.
0: Wonderful. Well, exciting times ahead for you, Blair, and for Karana. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. We've been speaking with Blair Critchen, co-founder of Karana about the future of jackfruit as a sustainable meat alternative. I'm Rachel Kelly and you've been listening to EcoMoney on Money FM 89.3.